Hey everybody, welcome to the Photo Taco Podcast. I'm glad you joined me on this episode. I'm Jim Harmer. I'm the host of the Improved Photography Podcast. Just stepping in for Jeff Harmon today. On this episode, I want to talk about three ways that you can quickly change your camera settings when you're on a shoot. When you first start out in photography, it can feel really frustrating just to getting used to the buttons. And then you get to a certain level of competency and you can change it reasonably fast, but it's still something that you have to pay a lot of attention to and you uh, you feel like you're always fighting with the camera and can't pay attention to the subject. Well, here are three ways that you can do that a little bit quicker. First is utilizing a camera that has the creative modes on it. On uh, like Nikon cameras, you'll see C1, C2, or U1, U2. Um, and what these do is they allow you to set a bank of settings that you can turn to just using the mode dial. So the mode dial is where it shows PASM, or if you're on uh, a Canon, just because they had to be different, it'll show PAV, TV, um, and M. And by by using the uh, by you know you can be an aperture priority shooting normally or in manual mode and then you have one settings in your creative mode where you have set that you can quickly just flick the mode to the mode dial to and you're on a different bank of settings so where might you use this well let's say we're doing night photography and we're doing it for quite a while during the night and we pretty much have our exposure set the exposure isn't going to change a lot during the night and so we say okay i'm going to have one setting for shooting a, a short burst of the stars where they're frozen in in the sky my settings are really going to be the same for that let's say it's 15 seconds iso 6400 and f4 to, to shoot the stars frozen and then we say, well, the other set, set of settings that I'm going to switch to often are if I want to do star trails where the stars are kind of streaked out. And for that, maybe I want a 10 minute, 10 minute exposure and, you know, whatever else. And so you can set your those creative modes, those those preset settings for those uh, for those situations. And then you can just flip between the two all night long. So I find that that's really helpful if you have a camera that can do that to set, to set it in those creative modes. If you have if you have a camera that can do it and you haven't busted out your manual yet to figure out how to do it, take a second and learn it because it can be useful. Second is auto ISO. A lot of professional photographers have been down on auto ISO for years, and so you may not use it because you don't hear people mentioning it often. But as ISOs have improved so dramatically, it's become a very helpful technology. So let's say I'm doing sports photography and I want to keep my ISO as low as possible, but it's a night game and often I'm going to have to really jack it up for specific photos. Now, because your ISO is always so high for those night games, you get a lot of grainy pictures, but you just have to deal with it. But there are some spots on the field, like usually toward the center of the field where all of the stadium lights hit, where you need you need a you need less exposure because there's more light than when you're in the touchdowns or the, or the goal area on the ends of the fields where it's usually darker on a lot of fields. And so you, you need to be able to adjust those camera settings. You want the camera to adjust for you. And so a lot of people just use aperture priority or shutter priority mode, but that ignores the fact that you can also move your ISO. 
because I want the shallowest up the field so the crowd is blurred out in the back. I also want a fast shutter speed. And so that means I could use the ISO varying for me, like ISO priority mode um, uh, to do that. And so auto ISO can be an excellent, excellent way for this kind of situation. The reason that this technology was kind of looked down on in years past is that, you know, increasing your ISO from 400 to 800 really increased the noise a lot. Nowadays on newer cameras, 400, 800 ISO is such a tiny difference that in a lot of situations, eh, I don't really care. It's going to be fine either way. And the last thing that I'd like you to, to do to be able to switch to your camera settings quicker is go into a dark room with nothing but you and your camera. I know you love it, but do not kiss it. <laughs> um, and what I'd like you to do is learn how to move all of the, the exposure triangle, shutter, aperture, ISO, and uh, do that without looking at the camera, without being able to see, can you do it with your eyes closed to change those things? Once you learn how to do it once, it's a lot easier. I'm learning how to play the guitar right now, and the, my teacher online, I'm taking an online class in guitar, said that you got to make sure that you're not staring, you know, bending your head over the guitar to see the strings, because otherwise you'll always have to do that. If you learn to do it just by touch, then you're going to be a lot quicker, and I think the same is definitely true with photography. Thank you for your download of the Photo Taco Podcast. Thanks for joining me in this episode, and we will see you again in Photo the next one. Taco. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a permission is reserved. Olay!